Hence it came to pass that when any particularly good discovery was made, the discoverer usually carried it off to some other prince in foreign parts who had no old godmother who said tape. This was not, on the whole, an advantageous state of things for Prince Bull, to the best of my understanding. The worst of it was that Prince Bull had, in the course of years, lapsed into such a state of subjection to this unlucky godmother that he never made any serious effort to rid himself of her tyranny. I have said this was the worst of it, but there I was wrong, because there is a worse consequence still behind. The prince's numerous family became so downright sick and tired of tape that when they should have helped the prince out of the difficulties into which that evil creature led him, they fell into a dangerous habit of moodily keeping away from him in an impassive and indifferent manner, as though they had quite forgotten that no harm could happen to the prince, their father, without its inevitably affecting themselves. Such was the aspect of affairs at the court of Prince Bull, when this great prince found it necessary to go to war with Prince Bear. He had been, for some time, very doubtful of his servants, who, besides being indolent and addicted to enriching their families at his expense, domineered over him dreadfully, threatening to discharge themselves if they were found the least fault with, pretending that they had done a wonderful amount of work when they had done nothing, making the most unmeaning speeches that ever were heard in the prince's name, and uniformly showing themselves to be very inefficient indeed. Though that some of them had excellent characters from previous situations is not to be denied. Well, Prince Bull called his servants together and said to them, one and all, Send out my army against Prince Bear, clothe it, arm it, feed it, provide it with all necessaries and contingencies, and I will pay the piper. Do your duty by my brave troops, said the prince, and do it well, and I will pour my treasure out like water to defray the cost. Whoever heard me complain of money well laid out? <laughs> which indeed he had reason for saying, inasmuch as he was well known to be a truly generous and munificent prince. When the servants heard those words, they sent out the army against Prince Bear, and they set the army tailors to work, and the army provision merchants, and the makers of guns, both great and small, and the gunpowder makers, and the makers of ball, shell, and shot and they bought up all manner of stores and ships, without troubling their heads about the price, and appeared to be so busy that the good prince rubbed his hands and, using a favorite expression of his, said, It's all right. But while they were thus employed, the prince's godmother, who was a great favorite with those servants, looked in upon them continually all day long, and whenever she popped in her head at the door and said, How do you do, my children? What are you doing here? Official business, godmother. Oh-ho, says this wicked fairy. Tape! And then the business all went wrong, whatever it was, and the servants' heads became so addled and muddled that they thought they were doing wonders.
Now. This was very bad conduct on the part of the vicious old nuisance, and she ought to have been strangled, even if she had stopped here. <laughs> but she didn't stop here, as you shall learn. For a number of the prince's subjects, being very fond of the prince's army, who were the bravest of men, assembled together and provided all manner of eatables and drinkables, and books to read, and clothes to wear, and tobacco to smoke, and candles to burn, and nailed them up in great packing cases, and put them aboard a great many ships, to be carried out to that brave army in the cold and inclement country where they were fighting Prince Bear. Then, up comes this wicked fairy as the ships were weighing anchor and says, How do you do, my children? What are you doing here? We are going.